0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays.
1: Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Boy, I tell you, it does not look like Wisconsin is going to see a white Christmas this year. I'm Pam Yonke. Good morning. How was the weekend? Another Packer victory. A narrow one, yes, but another Packer victory. And congratulations to our UW-Madison Badgers. They are NCAA volleyball champions. What a weekend. Well, like I said, it does not look like we've got real good odds of having a white Christmas today. We'll have cloudy skies, 37 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy skies and 34. Wednesday, the cool spot on the week, partly cloudy skies and 29. By the time we get to Thursday, our temperatures bounce up to 40 degrees. Friday, 43, and not much in the way of precipitation in the forecast at all. Talking weather with our man Stumac coming up.
1: We're on
2: Strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions. Visit RuralMutual.com WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance,
3: keeping Wisconsin
1: strong.
3: Start off the new year strong by participating in the Dairy Business Association's Annual Dairy Strong Conference, January 19th and 20th at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Dairy Strong brings together a wide variety of management philosophies and allows you to explore innovative ideas. At Dairy Strong, surround yourself with forward-thinking farmers and business owners. Register for the Dairy Business Association's Annual Dairy Strong Conference at dairyforward.com. Virtual options are also available. Let's keep dairy strong.
0: Well, the countdown is beginning for a lot of youngsters. This is the week. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Of course, the holiday season, a lot of folks taking time off to be with friends and families. That countdown uh, amplifies the excitement for the kids, that's for sure. But there was a countdown that we were paying attention to not too long ago, leading up to the state's largest outdoor agriculture event. And Bob, finally, although it was a fantastically successful event, Finally, now we've got a few more numbers and details to share on Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2021, huh? That's
4: for sure, Pam. Of course, it started out as Farm Technology Days 2020, but it couldn't be held because of COVID. But in Eau Claire County, at Hunsinger Farms, the show came off this past July and came off very well. Bob Boesel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, just a few miles from the site of that Farm Technology Days this past summer. And, of course, COVID forced a lot of changes to Farm Technology Days, not just the show itself, but the personnel that were originally included in the show. Mike Gintner, who works with Compere Financial, was uh, in charge of what he said, a little minor committee, but he said he ended up being the executive committee chair because there were a lot of people that had to uh, step aside but it turned out to be an awful good show.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, I actually started out originally in uh, in the parking chair, and then from there I moved into the equine chair, and then when, uh, you know, it was decided that we were going to de- uh, postpone it that one year there to 2021, our uh, executive chair had to step down just for work uh, work obligations and that, so it was kind of, you know, we needed somebody to step up and and uh between myself and you know we had a re- already a really good executive team that had um quite a bit of the work already done so i mean it was it, it wasn't i mean it was still a difficult task but it was a lot easier when you had that you know great group behind you and a great host farm so
4: yes the uh, folks out at uh, Huntsinger farms were outstanding our horseradish friends mike talk about uh, the show itself it turned out to be a big success. Give us some of the numbers: visitors, exhibitors, all those sorts of things.
5: Yeah, we, um, you know, going into it, we, you know, it was a wild card. You know, what, you know how many people are going to show, how many, uh, how many exhibitors are we going to get? You know, it, all the way up through the, you know, through the um, planning process, we were down on exhibitors. Um, and but I think that's going to be a trend coming. You know, coming in the future shows but I, I i think the size where we were at you know here this last year is probably going to be what it's going to end up being you know pretty consistently um we had the challenges we had several exhibitors from canada that wanted to come and they could not come because of uh the border issues and things like that um so we ended up actually with 520 exhibitors uh out of 26 different states so i mean that was it was that was huge in the last uh week and a half we had about 40 of them You know sign up and and see hey we're having the show we promoted it really well um let's show up and 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 take part uh and the total attendance was about 52,000 there that we um you know that came through the door for the three days 13,000 of those were youth uh experiencing our youth area there uh it was that youth area that cvtc put on was phenomenal yeah Um,
4: triple valley technical college is who you're talking about and mike when you look at the show now This show is actually a partnership with the University of Wisconsin Extension Service. That really isn't there anymore. The Extension Service is from Madison, is basically pulled out. And the show is left to run itself, which it did very well this past summer. But did you notice not having the Extension Service there and their expertise and background?
5: Um, you know, you see a little bit of that, but uh, we were fortunate enough to have some uh, older individuals that were actually part of the extension that have gone through the the show before in previous counties, and that were part of our executive committee. So they they were able to bring some of that experience there. Um, but I I think it'll be a bigger challenge as we as we start moving forward, and, and that um, that gap gets wider. Uh, but you know, with with having you know like a Mark Hagedorn that's been through it and, and was the past extension agent here in, in Eau Claire before um, moving, yeah, he because he roles. put one on in Brown County yes. years ago. Yep, I mean that was uh, I mean just having his knowledge in the background. I mean that was that was huge. Uh, so I think as we as the show progresses and that gap gets wider, it's gonna it's gonna be more of a challenge than what we had.
4: But. As we look at again going back to twenty twenty one Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire County. Very successful, over 50,000 visitors, visitors, over 500 exhibitors. What did that translate into as far as some of the local groups being able to share some of the funds from the food tents and yep. snack tents?
5: Yeah, so how it kind of works is everything from the food uh, food tents comes back to the organizations and volunteers that come work the show. So whether it was a grounds committee, the uh, the parking um, food, sh- uh, food workers. And with that, we actually dispersed back money to s- over 70 different organizations. And it was about, uh, over 45,000 that we dispersed back for volunteer hours for just the show alone. And that doesn't count anything that we're the, you know, from the earnings from the show there itself, uh, that we are going to set aside for grants and, and scholarships down the road.
4: How far along are you, the executive committee with deciding what to do with some of the the profits which is a good word to have from the show as far as grants scholarships how far along are you
5: we are um we've got the the framework and the idea so i think we're we're uh, we're real close we've already distributed all, all the the funds there for the volunteer hours so that, that's already been distributed uh, the profits the net profits for the grants and scholarships so we're kind of um right now in the process it looks like over the next three years is is kind of our timeline for distributing those and then we're we're working through the essentially the applications for the for the grants and the in the scholarships. so i i think after Probably after the first, somewhere in that uh, first quarter of next year, we'll have those available for for individuals to fill out and and apply for.
4: Talking to the host farms, the uh, Hunsinger Farms folks, what was their reaction over this show? Because uh, they were in this right up to their neck. I mean, you know, they were full speed ahead. They supported this show unflinchingly. What was their reaction to the success of the show
5: yeah they were I mean they were happy and excited to see that you know all the work we we all did it actually came together and, and was a success, you know, Eric and Brittany and then uh, Ken their farm manager i mean the, the amount of work that they put in it was over and above what a host farm expectations were, so I mean without their help I, I, you know that that helped create some of the success there i mean
4: and farm technology days now there 's so much technology food was a big part of this show and the consumers came in besides the farmers i mean there are a lot of farmers there but the innovation square put this show over the top
5: yeah yeah it was um andy ferguson was kind of the chair um and you know and eric helped out a little bit there but andy was the spearhead of that and what they put together was phenomenal and just it it was kind of neat because a lot of people
4: talk about what was in innovation okay. square yeah,
5: I, I was going to say i mean a lot a lot of individuals don't realize what we have this close to eau claire and the diversity you know you've got uh, obviously uh hunsinger farms there with the horseradish you have andy ferguson with the you know they're one of the largest orchards in the upper midwest hunsinger's is the largest h- horseradish producer in the world um you've got chippewa valley bean you know just right over there and across the line in dunn county and they're the Largest uh, kidney bean producer, uh, Marika Gouda, which is right over there in um, uh, in Thorpe. There, and they're a very award winning, you know, Gouda cheese processor or maker. And then you've got um, a Superior Fresh, you know, just down off the Northfield exit there, and they're the world's largest hyd- uh, hydroponic uh, salmon farm and and fresh or you know gra- organic greens. And they're all within thirty minutes of of Eau Claire, and it's. A huge diverse market food you know uh, you know the food producing companies that are world leaders and we have it right here in our backyard and the the way we were able to exhibit that and display that for for the community to see was was phenomenal it was great
4: so, and uh now we move on to clark county you've been yep. in touch with them and i would think from what you've heard from them it's going to be a gangbuster show over there next july
5: yeah they've got some uh they've, they've got some pretty uh, neat ideas and i think if they can pull those off it's going to be a pretty pretty cool experience for the for the exhibitors and and for the uh, participants coming to see the show Uh, we have uh every year about this time you know first part of december we have a what we call an all counties meeting so that's the past um essentially present which would be the next show and then the uh the future shows all come to it and and uh we kind of sit down and pass our knowledge and help help with any last-minute concerns and questions and, and try to pass along the things that went well and anything else that needed to maybe work on and not forget.
4: So. Absolutely. It's, so. a, it's a great show, and uh, it was a wonderful show in Eau Claire County. We look for an excellent show next July 12th, 13th, and 14th in Clark County. Mike, thank you for all your work.
5: Yeah, sounds good. Thank you.
4: All right, Mike Gittner With uh, he's with Compeer Financial, but he took time to be the chairman of the executive committee at Farm Technology Days 2021 in Eau Claire County. A very successful show. I'm Bob Bosold. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Educated mortgage is way home. Call ben
6: the Mortgage Man.
2: Interest rates are always fluctuating, but the signs are currently pointing to them going up. We've had low interest rates for such a long time. Let's make sure that you get in on it before it's gone. Call today and I'll show you how much you can save.
1: Educated
7: mortgage the smartest way home. Call Dan the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222 652.
8: Teenage driver coming aboard your policy? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance about a good student discount.
3: When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best
6: best is the very very least we can do. do. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are they're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevich's. For five days straight, there are people like Jim all across Madison, and because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry, just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need.
1: Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. All
0: righty. A lot of folks that are probably going to be doing a little traveling maybe later this week. Uh, if not, uh, you're still kind of curious about the weather. It's time for our Compure Financial Ag Weather Outlook. And Stumuck is joining us this morning. Kind of uh different looking December for Wisconsin so far. And it doesn't sound like it's going to turn around real quick, does it? No, no, we're
8: not going to build up that couple of feet of snow. You know, we're not going to have the ice storm that doesn't let anybody travel for, for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. There will be a couple of snow chances around, and the temperature is overall really staying kind of mild. A big difference, though, between Eau Claire and as close as La Crosse and Boston, a big difference in temperatures even today. And that has to do with a weak front, a cool front dropping into northwest Wisconsin. It's going to push southeast during the day. It's providing a little rain back on the North-South Dakota border and just into western parts of central Minnesota. A little snow. There may be a flurry at Eau Claire. I wouldn't count it much more than that, but that cool front drops through. Temperatures will be cooling, falling in Eau Claire today, and other where they're going to be talking about uh, even up into the mid-30s. So a big difference where that front's passing already this morning. It does pass through the state during the day, and we all see that wind shift back to the northwest and cool off a bit overnight and lose a few degrees for tomorrow. Nothing drastic. A low-pressure system is going to dive in out of the northwest, a real fast-moving system that could very well Count for just a little snow. Lacrosse, Boston, and Eau Claire, even over to Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, as we head through Tuesday, an inch or less. Lacrosse could see, or make that Eau Claire, could see an inch or a little bit more. And that's going to be about it for the big snowstorm, if you will. That quick little flying through here does cool it off a little bit yet for Wednesday. We warm it up pretty quickly Thursday and Friday. Another small front will be trying to wedge in by that time. And even late Thursday night or into the day Friday, there could be a little light snow around. I'd say in the southern, uh, almost half of the state could become a little rain later on Christmas Eve day or even into Christmas Eve night. Actually, some rain showers with temperatures quite mild in the 40s here on Christmas Eve on Friday. Cooling somewhat in the nighttime could get a little slippery then for Christmas morning or, or late Christmas Eve night. The rest of the weekend still looking very mild for December as well. So a mild spell, a couple of little bumps, nothing that's going to be a major storm if we all exercise our good winter driving habits and take care. And you know, on the farm, use a little salt where we might find those slippery spots. I think we're going to be all right. I'll have forecast details right after this.
3: Start off the new year strong by participating in the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference, January 19th and 20th at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Dairy Strong brings together a wide variety of management philosophies and allows you to explore innovative ideas. At Dairy Strong, surround yourself with forward-thinking farmers and business owners. Register for the Dairy Business Association's annual Dairy Strong Conference at dairyforward.com. Virtual options are also available. Let's keep dairy strong.
1: The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers at the state and national level, and you can become a member at BadgerBean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets, and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at BadgerBean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean
0: Association go to work for you. Wisconsin Corn and Soy Expo has announced some of their speakers. You can find it at midwestfarmreport.com. All righty, Stu, let's have some more of those uh, weather details. You know, it figures if there's going to be anything much developing, it sounds like it's going to come in Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, huh?
8: Yeah, and like I say, it could be some rain then, too, so we'll have to be on the alert for that. But our Compure Financial Ag Weather Outlook does indeed Call for clouds in Western Wisconsin this morning to thin out, becoming mostly sunny. A lot of us will have that sunshine today. And for most of us, we'll be in the mid and upper 30s with the exception of Eau Claire, probably dropping toward the upper teens. And winds out of the Southwest this morning become Northwest and everywhere. We're talking five to 15, gusting to 25 as we head toward uh, midday in the afternoon. Cleared out in the nighttime. And most likely we're talking some teens in the South, single digits at Eau Claire. The northwest winds about 5 to 10 really calmed down. And then, of course, Tuesday, that snow in the north, an inch or so, and more sunshine in the south. So depending where you are, some clouds, maybe a little snow, more sun at Madison and Beaver Dam, most likely. A low to mid-30s, with the exception further north, only in the 20s. And by Wednesday, back to some sunshine. And mid and upper 20s in northern and western Wisconsin, around 30 elsewhere. And like I said, Pam, that uh, rain chance could be around Friday. Yeah, some snow in the north, but maybe sprinkles for you in Madison, going to be just a little dam.
0: All right. Well, we'll watch and see what develops. Thanks, Stu. We'll catch you tomorrow.
8: You betcha. Take care.
0: Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist with the Weather Details, brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit compure.com. You can also visit MidwestFarmReport.com for more fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her
9: suburban truck. Thanks to R Equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at R Equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their Proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook, and Twitter.
6: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank.
9: We'd like to take this moment to say thank you to our clients and staff members who continue to make Settlers Bank a preferred place to bank and work.
6: We wish you the very best over the upcoming holidays and look forward to a prosperous new year. To learn more, stop
9: by or visit settlerswi.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely
3: decisions, people you know.
6: Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
3: Start off the new year strong by participating in the Dairy Business Association's Annual Dairy Strong Conference, January 19th and 20th at the Monona Terrace in Madison. Dairy Strong brings together a wide variety of management philosophies and allows you to explore innovative ideas. At Dairy Strong, surround yourself with forward-thinking farmers and business owners. Register for the Dairy Business Association's Annual Dairy Strong Conference at dairyforward.com. Virtual options are also available. Let's keep dairy strong.
6: This looks like a car, has tires, headlights, a hood, windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors, open like them too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time this would be a car, but it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need.
3: So, you want to drive a Tonka truck? Well, roll up your sleeves and get ready to play in the dirt.
5: Kalani Topsoil is
2: looking for more people that know their dirt. Full-time seasonal positions are open for CDL dump truck drivers. Our family business will make sure you're home every night. There's competitive benefits, and you'll
3: drive updated equipment. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Apply at KalaniTopsoil.com. Now that's good pay dirt.
2: It's that time of your forgiving and taking with so many people shopping online because of the pandemic this holiday season, we are expected to have a record-breaking year for home deliveries and those pesky porch pirates. These adventurous thieves feast on crimes of opportunity, often finding their treasure in apartment complexes and vulnerable front porches. If you'd like to keep your deliveries, Madisonary Crime Stoppers has a few package theft prevention tips. Have your packages held at your local carrier facility for pickup, take advantage of ship-to-store for curbside pickup, or check out Amazon's locker feature. You can request that your package have a signature confirmation upon delivery. Ask your carrier to place packages in an area out of Plain view. Have packages delivered to your work, schedule delivery for times you will be home, have packages delivered to a neighbor who is home, or install a video doorbell. Since they are already on your property and porch, some of these porch pirates will also check for unlocked doors. So make sure that the exterior of your home and any vehicles are locked up every day and night. If you have any information regarding porch pirates, please contact Madison area Crime Stoppers at 266 6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward.
9: Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an a certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai Tankless Water Heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater.
10: I do have a message from one of my awesome listeners. Bobby says, "Hey, can you ask Rob about Zadarius Smith? Is there any news?" There's really not. It's been very quiet on that front, guys. The last the last couple of weeks, even to the point when you know, for example, a floor was asked about kind of a trio yesterday: Alexander, uh, Smith, and Bakhtiari, And he talked about you know he talked about Alexander, and he talked about Bockdiari. He didn't really even mention. Smith, I I'm not going to go as far as saying forget about it. You won't see him again this year. But I I, I think those other two guys they have far greater hopes for. And you know in in yeah. terms of coming back this year, uh, the left the left tackle and the corner. Um, I guess again the good news for Green Bay is they got they've got Gary and they've got Preston both playing at a really high level right now. And and not a lot of people would. You know, not a lot of teams have that level of depth at, at outside linebackers. So, I at, at this point in time, though, to you know, to the to the caller, the question, um, I, I would say the odds are against seeing Zadaria. Man, all right, and that's a bummer because he had that Instagram posting. I'm thinking about that time he's teasing us, Rob. All right, so Rob Urban Meyer, uh, the story yesterday from former uh, Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau was Urban Meyer came up to him and said, "Hey, dip bleep, make your effing kicks," and then he kicked him, the kicker. That was like the straw of the book, the camel's back. I remember saying to myself. I don't know how many times I would love to kick someone on the Packers special teams because I never did it. I never urban-mired anyone, Robbie. But this Packers special teams, have you ever seen something so putrid in your time of covering the Green Bay Packers? Well, they've been putrid for a long, long time. And just real <laughs> quick, back, back, back to that Jaguars kicker, his, his name is Josh Lambone. He actually actually spent a year at Middleton High School, Evo. Go oh. um, Back about all oh, fifteen years ago, and and then he, he ended up being a pro soccer player for a number of years, and then and then became an NFL kicker. So he's he's a local kid actually, which is which is part of a you know part of that Urban Meyer story, which which is wild. But, but you know, back to Green Bay for a second, evil. You know, I went back and I was doing my homework on, on this for some stuff I'm going to still write yet. You know, this week they've they've been absolutely dreadful since all five evil four times since all five they've been dead last in special teams rankings and five more times evil. They have been between 29th and 31st. So in the last 16 years, nine of them evil, they have been 29th in the league or worse. <laughs> and, and it really doesn't matter. You know, if it's, if it, if it's Mike stock or it's Sean Slocum or, or, or Ron Zucker, or, or Sean Meninga or now Mo Drayton, evil, they had one year in there. Where they fumbled the ball 11 times. How? In, in the 14 season EVO, when all of us could see where this was headed, where special teams was going to bite them in the backside, maybe in a huge, huge game, and it did, obviously in Seattle and the NFC Championship. Uh, that game EVO, or that season, they had seven kicks blocked. I mean, so it, it probably it was no surprise in the in the middle of that comedy of airs that season that you get to the NFC Championship and John Ryan, your old punter, throws a touchdown pass against you, and and then Brandon Bostic puts the ball on the ground, and and Seattle's able to force overtime and eventually win the game. Uh, Sunday night on an individual uh, uh, game, though, Evil might have been the worst I've ever seen. I mean, the, the, no the comedy of airs inside you know just in inside one sixty minute football game was. You know, was 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 absolutely remarkable. The 97-yard punt return by Grant, right? Khalil Herbert's running wild on kick returns. Mason Crosby's booting the ball out of bounds. Malik, Malik Taylor is catching the ball at the five and then stepping out of bounds. MVS is trying to secure an onside kick and he can't do it. Right? Amari Rogers is a train wreck as your punt returner. It's bad, Evo. It's really bad. And now they have to go to Baltimore, which is always one of the top three special teams groups in the league because their head coach is one of the all-time great special teams coaches in Jar Harbaugh, and he always has their units fantastic. So you're looking at one of the best special teams groups on Sunday Evo in the league against probably the worst wow. in Green Bay. Uh, I, I wrote this the other day at Forbes Evo. I would have fired Mo Drayton. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if you can fire Mike McCarthy with four games left in the regular season, you sure as hell can fire Mo Drayton with four games left in the regular season. There's, there's a couple of really, really good retired special teams coaches hanging out in their homes right now, Evo, and you give them whatever amount of money they want, and you bring them in, and you get this thing fixed by the playoffs. And, and, and again, when I say fix, Evo, you just make them adequate. At this point in time... I would say, Rob, right- I would argue just have them be bad absolutely right stop <laughs> getting apps every week and get
5: a D, right it's it's it's, and, it's, it's and, insane it's insane i've never seen anything like it
10: evil i could almost write my story right now
1: she's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster this is the Midwest Farm Report
0: with Pam Youngkey. Kind of keeping a holiday theme this week, talking with Dan Smith. Uh, he is the CEO of Cooperative Network and uh, former administrator at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. He's also a former dairy farmer and now an author. We're talking with him about his latest book called Ancestral. As we wrap it up this morning, I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today, 20th day of December. On this day in 1803, the Louisiana Purchase was completed. The United States was officially handed over the territory of Louisiana by the French. Also, on this day, back in 2005, actress Renee Zellweger annulled her marriage to country music singer, Kenny Chesney, remember that? She did it citing fraud. They'd been married for just four months' time. And there you go. Well, it looks like we are going to head to northwest Wisconsin for the 2024 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. The Board of Directors has accepted Chippewa County's application to hold the annual event. Organizers say they're going to start the process of trying to find a host farm and nailing down the dates for the expo. Uh, They think that Farm Technology Days 2024 is probably going to happen in August because Rockfest and Country Fest are already planned in that area for the month of July. Of course, remember, this year, July, we're headed to uh, Clark County and Loyal for the 2022 Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Rail Acres is going to be hosting that event coming up the third week of July. The Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo has announced some of the guest speakers that they've lined up for their conference February 3rd and 4th at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. They include... Eric Snodgrass, who's the principal atmospheric scientist at Nutrien Ag Solutions, talking a little bit about climate change and what farmers are facing. Also, we'll hear from George Tuig, an agriculture attorney, Willie Vogt, editor for Farm Progress Publications, Sarah Wyant, editor for AgriPulse, as well as our university extension specialist, Dr. Sean Conley, Dr. Damon Smith, and Dr. Paul Mitchell. Find more details and get registered today, cornsoyexpo.org. Boy, markets and overnight electronic trade are trending lower, including the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Right now, we've got March corn down a nickel at five eighty-eight. Ma- uh, January soybeans are down a nickel at twelve eighty. March wheat's down fourteen cents at seven sixty-one. July wheat down fourteen cents at seven fifty-five and three quarters. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a penny and a half to one sixty-three. Forty-pound block cheese was down three and three quarters cents at one eighty-eight and three quarters. Double A butter up a quarter of a cent, two oh nine and a quarter per pound. January milk's currently down a dime at 1915 100 weight. February milk's down 15 at 1955 100 weight currently. You know, if you're a farm parent, you want to do everything you can to try to keep your kids safe around the farm. And now the National Farm Medicine Center wants to investigate if sharing stories will help you sharpen your skills to protect your kids. Scott Heiberger is with the National Farm Medicine Center and explains a national project that they've undertaken, sharing stories to try to make sure parents stay on point.
7: Stories can be very powerful. I mean, that's like our oldest form of communication, whether you hear something on the radio or read uh, a report of an injury. When you read about a trauma, uh, some sort of farm accident, it can can get your attention, we believe, and, and maybe change some safety behaviors or have the reader rethink their safety behaviors. So, what we're doing at Farm Parents right now is we're recruiting nationally. It's an online survey. And what we want to do is better understand the knowledge, attitudes, and safety behaviors of farm parents as it relates to their children. So the project would give a survey to these parents to start off with, ask them some questions about their attitudes towards safety on the farm and you know their kids and, and everything. We would have them read several articles detailing tra- trauma incidents involving children. And then we would come back a few weeks later and survey them again and just see if reading any of those uh, articles had any influence maybe on on how they look at safety and did it change their attitudes, did it make them maybe more aware of safety, or did they say to themselves, you know, gosh, this could have been my kids, maybe I need to to do something different here.
0: Scott Heiberger, communication specialist with the National Farm Medicine Center in Marshfield. Now, if you're a farm parent and you would like to participate in their survey, just go to MarshfieldResearch.org. And look for the details there, marshfieldresearch.org.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
9: Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin
6: Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
3: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
6: Benjamin Plumbing.
1: This is the time of year when all the talk about who has the top corn hybrids in Wisconsin goes out the window. This is the time when the performance data and numbers have the final say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the numbers are in, and they're saying a whole lot about the yield potential of Dairyland Seed. Once again, Dairyland Seed turned out an impressive performance in Wisconsin first trials, highlighted by four first-place finishes. To learn more about how Dairyland Seed brings the yield, or to find the corn hybrid best suited to your farm, visit DairylandSeed.com or contact your local dealer. sows cows plows heck anything connected to farmings on the menu here this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngkey. we're
0: gonna visit now with a gentleman that you probably have met in uh, several different roles. Previously, he was uh, Administrator, Advisor at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Uh, Currently, CEO of Cooperative Network. and uh, Prior to that, something that many of you are familiar with, he was a dairy farmer himself. Dan Smith is in studio with us, and like I mentioned, uh, you may have come in contact with Dan a lot of different ways. Now we're introducing you to him as an author. Dan, thanks for stepping in. Talk to me a little bit about about how you got here. Um, I like I said, I've personally known you for a long time but explain for people the the passion for the industry that you've always had. It's carried you through your career and now it kind of uh, exposes itself through your writings. Tell us a little bit about your background
11: Sure and thank you, Pam, for having me here today. Um, as many of your listeners, I grew up in agriculture, grew up on a family dairy farm near Freeport, Illinois. I went to the University of Wisconsin after graduating and meeting my wife there. We moved back to the family farm in 1978, and I farmed the farm from 1978 to 2008, so a 30-year career as a dairy farmer, both a confinement dairy and a 100-cow rotational grazing dairy. In 2008, we made the difficult decision that many farmers have to make at some point in their lives I call it kind of hitting the 30-year wall, Pam, of we simply couldn't do the physical work anymore. Our children were grown and onto their own careers. Um, I know this resonates with a lot of people when they hit that part of their life. We decided at that time, and I was 55 years old at that time, that we would make a change so that I could start a separate career. We loved the Madison area because we both went to university here. We decided to buy a small farm in Iowa County, so we liquidated the entire family farming operation in Illinois, and I want to point out how difficult that is, how emotional that is. Those are tough decisions. You know, Pam, the year that I started dairy farming in 1978, there were 47,700 licensed dairy farms in the state of Wisconsin. Now we're at about 6,500. So my story that I've tried to tell in my book, Ancestral, through poetry, is not unique to me. It doesn't have any value because this is my story. If it has a value, and I think it does, it's the story of all those thousands of dairy farmers who had to find uh, the way to say, we're going to change how we live, whether we want to or we're being forced to or whatever is making that decision Um, And I tried to put that in a way that relates to people. You know, we can study the business of agriculture. We can look at spreadsheets and business reports and stuff. But there is a reason the word culture is in agriculture. And that culture of land ethic, of our work heritage, of our um, ancestry on the land is so important. And that's why I tried to capture that in poems that had been written over 40 years in agriculture Um, And also by drawing from some of the experience I had working with farmers across the state as a financial counselor for debt cap, their stories as well, and pulling them into the book so it isn't just about me. It's about the farmers and the farm families.
0: Well, and for that very reason, it's a very easy read. If you're looking for a Christmas gift for someone or you want to expand your own library, Ancestral, it's just 99 pages long. It is available through Water's Edge Press out of Sheboygan. How long ago, you mentioned 40 years ago that you started kind of compiling these poems, but how long ago did you actually get serious about putting it to a binding and sharing it with the general public, Dan?
11: Well, I've published in various places ever since the late 1990s. The oldest poem in this book is actually written. It's called Between Generations. actually written in high school. The newest poem in the book was just written a couple months ago. Mm. And there are poems in here that, that talk about the pandemic and those types of things. So it really spans my entire life. And then when I noticed that I had a manuscript of this size, length, and hopefully this depth that would really speak to people, I became very serious about finding a publisher And I was very fortunate to find Waters Edge Press very quickly, and they totally understood what I was saying because it's a Wisconsin publishing company and they really, uh, Wisconsin Press, they really understand the Wisconsin voice.
0: Boy, and I'll tell you, uh, having read it, it really will resonate with a lot of different people, not just those in agriculture, but you worked very hard to draw in the non-farm consumer. And I've got to say, in a very unique way, try to educate them about the raw guts and emotion of agriculture. Mm
11: -hmm. And I've been giving some readings around, and I'm very pleased to say that there were farmers in the audience And I know there were farmers in the audience that had never gone to a poetry reading before, but my poetry readings actually are more like talks about agriculture and what we're all dealing with in a changing agricultural environment. But uh, I was moved that I saw farmers so moved that came up to me afterwards with tears in their eyes and said, I know what you're saying. That's how I feel.
0: Well, and that's uh, one of the things that I said to Dan You will come to a full stop after some of these pieces because of the stories that it weaves. Many of which, unfortunately, Dan, strike a tragic note about what's been happening in agriculture.
11: Exactly. We all know that there are fewer and fewer farms, dairy farms, every year in Wisconsin. We all know who have worked in it how hard it is. And I really wanted to pay tribute to the work in, in that is involved in agriculture, that getting up every day, reporting to the barn, going back 12 hours later, doing it again 365 days a year, the, how that wears you down uh, mentally and physically over the years. But you do it because you love it so much, the culture of agriculture. And when you get to the point that I did, where you make a decision not to do it anymore, there's no way to minimize how difficult that decision is. And it takes a while to kind of, as I have, a, I have a line in one of my poems about the decision, and it ends with that I finally washed up onto good soil and found legs enough to walk. And that's very much what I, think, I hope Farmers continue to do if they do reach this point where the farm does not continue or they need to do something else, either physically or financially, or they simply maybe want to do something else, um, that they can make that decision. And I hope these poems will show them they're not alone. That's what we really tried to tell people when I was working as a counselor for uh, the Department of Agriculture. You're not alone. Everyone is going through this um, mental health is very important, physical health is very important, let's talk about these things. And if this book helps people talk about those things, I will be very proud of the book.
0: Well, and one of the stories that you share, although as you point out, it's kind of a compilation of a lot of different heart-wrenching conversations you had over the phone, face-to-face, over a kitchen table, while families agonized with these decisions. And not all outcomes were good.
11: Right. When I was, uh, I spent three years at the Department of Agriculture before I became an administrator there for five years. I spent three years as a financial and crisis counselor through the Farm Center and met at the kitchen table with farm families all across the state. And I had credibility with those families because I had walked in their shoes. One, I had farmed. Two, I had made the difficult decision to leave farming. Three, I had recreated myself into a different career. I heard lots of times a farmer say, well, I can't do anything but farm. (laughs) Well, if you can farm, you can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And the world very much needs your talent. And I tried to um, really show people that. And then in my poems, their voices just stayed in my head, their emotion, their commitment to the land and to their work, and I it meant a lot to me to go home and try to capture that, capture those emotions, that commitment to agriculture, and, and the, the land ethic that we've all kind of built.
0: If you're just joining us, this is Dan Smith. Now, many of you may recognize Dan as current CEO of the Cooperative Network or previously as administrator and counselor at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Some of you may recall when he was farming himself. Today, he's in studio with me talking about his book, Ancestral. Again, it's available through Water's Edge Press out of Sheboygan. We'll get more details on how you can acquire a copy yourself. I got to ask you personally, Dan, tell me, what you felt like as the as you was were, were birthing this book, for me telling the story of Wisconsin agriculture is cathartic. I mean this this is my gig. This is I hopefully people understand this is how I express my passion. But sometimes you have to tell those uh, not so good stories too. But I mean we are very connected emotionally to our work. Yeah. What did it feel like when you got done with this? Well, I wanted to
11: speak in a voice that which others could read and feel not only empathy for, but to feel that that is how they felt, that it would speak in their voices, reflect their commitment to their farms and their land. I also wanted to make it for my grandchildren and future generations because, um, you know, the the title's ancestral. Well, the ancestral home, and at the front of the book is a picture of the farmhouse my parents moved into in 1941, um, that that land for, in the family has been severed. And I made that decision to do that. Lots of other families are going to have to deal with that same thing. So not only did the book help me conceptualize and deal with the d- difficult decisions that Cheryl and I made to move on our lives, but... It will always be in my grandchildren's hands and other people in my family so that it kind of catalogs that whole existence of farming on a family farm, even when the farm is no longer in the family.
0: Eloquent stories told to appeal to those of us that have been in agriculture our entire lives, uh, those that are have maybe a romantic image about agriculture, those that want to know more about agriculture. Dan, how can people acquire a copy of Ancestral?
11: So you can go to your local bookstore and ask them to, if they don't have it in stock, and most local bookstores do have Ancestral in stock, um, they can order it for you. You can go online to watersedgepress.com and order from them. You can visit my website, Daniel Gerard Smith, all one word. dot com, or you can go on Amazon. I hope you'll support your local bookstore, but whichever way that you can, um, I would appreciate your support.
0: Wonderful stories, not all necessarily with the outcomes you expect, but definitely true to what agriculture is all about. Dan Smith, a uh, servant to agriculture in Wisconsin for many years, now sharing those stories through his book, Ancestral. Like I said, available online or at your local bookstore. Beautiful book and wonderful idea for the holiday season or for someone uh, that could use reminding about their background, how they grew up in agriculture, Or as Dan said, for the next generation that needs to be grounded to what has built Wisconsin.